presents Vampire the Masquerade Hellfire Nights Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Bardic College Presents Hellfire Nights. We're about to embark on episode 12, and we want to thank you, the listeners, for being with us through this journey, through the Victorian streets and politics of London in the year 1886. Last episode was fairly intense, and it left with uh, some upheaval in the Chantry, and I wanted to take a moment to explain, uh, if you are new to the system and new to Vampire or a listener, why that situation was so gut-wrenching. And before we get back into the action with uh, Rosamond dealing with the turmoil of losing Rex uh, to the Chantry, I want to just give a little background about Tremere and Chantries and why, what these la- this language we're using. So a Chantry is basically a, a coven of vampires of the same clan, uh, in the, this case Tremere. And they exclusively use that term for their basically a haven or a location in a city where all Tremere are able to gather and safely work their their magic, their blood magic, their rituals. So a gargoyle is created in uh, the lore, some in some of the lore and canon, from discarded Nosferatu that may have breached trust with the prince or done something wrong or been guilty of a crime, created a child or that shouldn't have been allowed, whatever that situation is. And the Tremere will scoop these lowly creatures up and perform rituals on them to make servants for the Chantry and the house. These servants act as physical guardians, should anyone ever be able to get through the wards and protections on the Chantry itself, um, to the personal servants of the, in this case, the primogen, they, the the twins, uh, the blonde and brunette twin of clan Tremere who were embraced simultaneously and in that moment merged together even closer than you know natal twins and uh so the Tremere have this this dark ritual this dark history of not being incredibly good with the Nosferatu now very few know this outside of the clan that's why the other players were willing to allow Rosman to take Rennie back to try to break her out of the torpor or the slumber, the deep slumber vampires go into when they're wounded. So when Rex realized that another Nosferatu was coming in, he tried to warn Rosamond quickly, and it immediately dissolved into this panic. Uh, They, the Primogen, are aware of everything that Rex hears, not just repeats. So the minute Rosamond said Rennie was in-house, with Rex saying, get her out, get her out, run, it just wasn't enough time. They would, were already standing up and ready to come down the stairs to congratulate Rosmond on a job well done and overheard and sensed because everything Rex says connects to all Tremere. That's the way the these rituals work so that Tremere have quick information gathering uh, with what they know and what they share. Uh, Rex screams out, go, run. And of course, they realize... He's attempting to breach etiquette. He's doing more than he's supposed to do. And they they say that quickly, but Rosamond was instantly aware and the other players. So as a listener, we just wanted to explain, take a moment and do that, why this was such a, a gut-wrenching moment. 
Uh, Rex had been inside the Chantry for almost a hundred years, doing a, a, a you know a stellar job protecting the doorway, uh, keeping information flowing as necessary, serving the mistresses of of the Chantry. They and he had a moment's weakness where he remembered the pain and agony he went through. So it does put the Tremere in an interesting situation uh, in this case because they sort of reacted with anger and not that calculating thing that we've been hearing the Tremere sort of do. Like they're always in the shadows and they're carefully plotting, but when they lose their, when they get upset, in this case, they got very upset and decided to do something very big about it. So um, we're going to pick up with that moment. We're going to jump right back into Rosamond uh, still recoiling and uh, sort of coming to grips with everything that went on there that night in the Chantry. And we'll go forward from there. Uh, things are getting uh, really intense in London. The politics are going to go crazy. And we, we assure you this is about to come to a head in the next several weeks of you listening. The next chapter of the story will be far different. There'll be less politics and far more other vampire qualities to the game. But I've always fallen in love with the idea of the struggle of power that the ancients feel when they're, you know, immortal and trying to control a city and doing things. So without further ado, I don't want to keep you forever. But again, thank you from all of us here for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope you're enjoying the buildup of the different factions and where they're at this point. And we'll see what happens to uh, the rest of the team and Lady Rosmond as we continue in Hellfire Nights. Do I have any indication that they're going to be coming up those stairs anytime soon and I can just catch them before we go to bed this night? Um, you don't know what they're doing down there to to Rennie. Um, but give me a give me a perception and alertness roll. Okay. When the when the mental message went across. That would be four <clears throat> dice. Okay. You only need two successes. Okay, I got a critical success and one regular success. So you have three out of... Okay, that's fine. Yeah. There was... You could hear in the background sobbing. Um, when they started to speak, somehow you picked up the resonance of a creature, um, Smeagol-esque, uh, crying when he was betrayed by Master, when he truly believed that Frodo had let him... Let, let the big men hurt him. That's the kind of break. That's the kind of power you feel right now pouring through. You don't hear the voice. You just sense such sadness, such a, a breach of of trust and and the feeling of humanity that your heart again. It's you just it's breaking for whatever's going on down in that basement. And then the, the, as suddenly as you you were picking up Vay's voice, the sobbing seems to to, to just go away. The other Tremere's all with various notions and sounds marked that they're aware of what she said, you know, what they said, and that they'll be available for tomorrow evening. You're standing at the top of the stairs, but you have no idea how long it's going to take them to come up. Um, Charles is my go-to guy for, like, transportation and, like, other Tremere stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I go yes, he's only been... He's still very young. I, he's older than you in, in physical years of appearance, yeah. but he's younger than you in gen... Yeah. Do I, like, I mentioned in my backstory to you that I had a brother named Pierre. Like, is he still around? If Pierre I... is not in the Chantry. Okay, is there any other friend I have in my repertoire that I could speak to about this and just 
Like, Do you have anything in contacts? I have like resources and two is a two and fame is a two, mm-hmm. but I don't see anything on my thing for like, oh, it, so under backgrounds. Yeah. Um, we didn't like discuss any contacts or anybody like for that. Part of the reason would be that your father sequestered you for so long. Yeah. Uh, you're you're known, but do you think you have, would your character at this point have close friends? I mean, now that she's developed her independence just very, very, very recently, she may start fostering those type of relationships. But with your father's constant vigilance and overseeing you, like, you know, almost a kidnapping victim, would you think that he would have allowed any kind of contact like that prior to this? I would have had to because I was living in, like, the London, the most central chantry that became the one of the biggest ones because of the way that london was created in the victorian age so it wasn't like he was keeping me from the world per se but he was just ordering me never to tell anybody the real who i really was so it would just be like kind of reinventing her the friendship she had because they knew her as christina not as rosamond and when they find out this new name it's like huh who are you (laughs) It's that kind of... I thought that was the kind of situation. It wasn't like he kept her in a cage. It's just, it was... No, but a gilded cage. So one of the Tremere that has been in the Chantry quite some time uh, is a woman by the name of Dolores. And she does know you. She is in residence, um, as far as you know. And you can find her on the main floor in, in the build, you know, off on the left-hand side where the brownstone would go through. She has, you know, some sort of a quarters or a small room in that part of the Chantry itself that you could find her in. All right. Um, at this point, I've told Charles to watch the watch Rennie, watch over her. And if anybody, even they, gets down there before I'm there to, like, oversee and talk to them about it, let me know. Like, send, okay, shoot so, me a message. So here's the, here's the situation. They dragged, they dragged Rex downstairs towards the ritual chamber. Basement. Sorry. No, 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 that's okay. It's one, the basement is massive. It's been broken through. It's one big room. So they've, they took him down there. There are smaller rooms off to the side for, for like alchemy and things like that, where they could do, they, they can do experiments on, in other forms of magic. The big ritual center is, is where Rennie was laying on the floor. Charles saw they come down the stairs with Rex. He was there when he witnessed the descent, when they dragged him kicking and screaming and crying. And if you go downstairs, you're following Vay's path. Is that what you're planning to do? I guess not. Um, I'll just... I was saying is, like, um, before I went upstairs to go find them, like, I would have told Charles, like, make sure that, like, nobody touches her before I get back down here. That kind of thing. But if it's they, he's probably not going to tell me. But I'm not following them. I'm going to go, like, to Dolores, my... So- ESA, my, no wait, my ESV, my emotional support vampire. So, um, yep, I'm going to go to find her. Okay, so you knock on the door. It's, you know, Chantry time, so she's she's still awake. She's at her study. She opens it up. She has a book in her hand. She sees you and says, Christina, uh, sorry, Rosmond, my apologies, sweet dear. I'm still getting used to the name, but come on in. Is Are you okay? I'm a little, uh, she swallows back like some of the, not bile in her throat, but like just swallowing down her, like the pain, like the pain that she's feeling for the great loss of Rex. So she's like, "I'm, I'm just a little shaken up. I was there when they took Rex away, and 
it's all very confusing. He, what, what did he do? I mean, why were they angry with him? He's been such a loyal servant for so long. He, he told me that I shouldn't have brought Rennie here, even though they ordered me to find any lead about Bartholomew as I could, because he's a private gin. He needs to be found again after his disappearance. And when I came upon Rennie, I, and she was in the state she's in. I figured we could do some sort of ritual to revive her. But now I... I hate to well, say it, but I fear for her. She didn't do anything wrong. Well, dear, wrong. she's going... As a gargoyle, she'll be far more pliant and able to give information than if she was sworn by Bartholomew to say nothing. I mean, they are only acting in the interests of the clan. I know that. I truly do. It's... It's not like I'm doubting them. It's just, she was found- She's an animal. Look at them. They are, they are beyond, uh, they are hideous and, and uh, sneaky and, and scurvy. They, they are not what we are. They, they exist to, princes use them, vagrants use them. Everyone uses them. We are just going to use them as well. It's not like this has to happen often. But listen, if Rex broke the rules, then he deserves the punishment. This is normal. This is who we are. But how did I not know all this time that we were changing Nosferatu? I mean, I thought my Well, we father... haven't done it in 100 years. You, you may have been away when Rex... Last when Rex was first formed, uh, you could have been on one of your father's jaunts uh, over to per- to Paris. I I don't remember exactly, but it is not that common knowledge. I mean, you have to be fairly versed in the arts to recognize it, and it's something that happens. Su- centuries occasionally can go by before a gargoyle is changed over, but obviously Rex remembered enough of his past to, you know, betray their trust. And what once a servant, once a dog bites the master. It needs to be put down. It seems like that is happening a lot lately. I know this is upsetting to you. I know that Rex was the one who announced your name the other evening, and I feel for that. I really do. But remember, they are—they have been around a long time, and they know what to do. It, Rennie will be better off for it. I mean, she won't have to feed any longer. She'll be taken care of. She won't have to live in a sewer. She won't have to lay down if if what if what has been said is true that she is a paramour. She will not have to lay with that creature having its foul breath in her face. This is better for her. She would be better off. Rosamond is like still hesitant to say, yeah, you're right. Because in the back of her head, she's still trying to think through it logically of like, we found her in torpor. She was attacked. It must be in relation to that. And shouldn't she be allowed to see her lover again? Or at least, I'm not sure. It's just, it seems a little unfair. But in the past, as you say, we changed them because they did something wrong. And they committed a crime against his majesty or us. Or any of the kindred. Rennie was just... Happy in her hole with her war pig that tried to eat me, of course. But that's a that's another matter. Do you think she was happy? Really, in a sewer? Uh, I think you put too much. You are too good, Rosamond. You are too good. You need to remember who you are and and the pedigree that you come from. 
we, if Rennie will serve a much greater purpose as a gargoyle guarding our door and giving the information among the clan than she ever would have as some bit player in the Nosferatu camp. No, no, this is, this is, she takes your hand and pats it. This is the way it was meant to be. I suppose you make some good points. I will... I I just don't know how I'm going to explain it if anybody asks me, because I did leave a group of other people who are already suspicious of me with her to bring back answers, and hopefully her Rennie alive and not in the state that she is in. But oh. we'll see. Um, Rosamond, it is simple, my love. <laughs> She's unable to awaken from torpor, and if the information that you gathered was done through some sort of a communication ritual, you don't have to ever mention that we still have. You know, she her body is is lying in repose. She's she her humanity is so gone that it will take a century for her to reawaken. And if Bartholomew comes asking for her, they will take care of that, my dear. Don't worry about it. No one is going to worry about some sewer rat during the uh, the situation that is currently brewing here in London. She'll be forgotten. That strikes a chord with her because she was so close to being a forgotten entity, like her personality and who she was as a, as a vampire and an ex-human. So. But she nods her head, says, I appreciate the discussion, Dolores, and, for, and your counsel, so... I will leave you to your studies. Good night, dear. Shuts the door. You're inside the Chantry for the evening. That's awesome. Uh, Simona. Yes. It's You've just left Mary Reed. It's about 1.30. Uh, no, yes, it's about 1.30 in the evening. Uh, close, you know, moving towards 2 a.m. Uh, Ashenbrenner left you earlier to break fountains and meet up with Mushface, who he now knows his name, Muse. And you are standing, you have walked away from Mary Reed and uh, the Archon who had investigated the fire at your home. What is your plan? Are you heading back to Evelyn's or do you have something you want to handle? Um, I had wanted to go to Evelyn's because Simona has a very, she has an idea of what she wants to do, but she can't do it alone. So she needs some backup. And right now she's not really sure. Um, she's not really sure where Ashen Brenner went. And at this point, she doesn't really know where to find him. So she's going to go back um, to Evelyn's and sit down and try to figure everything out. She makes her way there. She she arrives sometime around 3, 3.30. Uh, we're going to say just for timeline purposes, if it's okay with you, Simona, that you walk there. I mean, you're really not in any threat or danger walking around the streets of London. Yeah, no. Uh, you may, you know, even if someone wanted to tr- try to come up and mug you, it would be, you know, a flash of fangs, a hit of presence or a, or a punch in the face and they would run off. So you, you, fortunately, you give off enough of this don't mess with the lady type of attitude that you arrive back just around 3 a.m., a little after three, walking from your estate uh, took some time, but you needed to clear your head. You needed to put the, your thoughts together. So Evelyn, you just dispatched the staff. They're heading back up to bed, and you hear the the bell at the front door. The servants have been, you know, they need to sleep. They need to prepare for tomorrow. I I go and answer the door myself. I, I look who it is, of course, but I answer the door. Uh, you see it's some owner. Oh, then then it's not improper for me to be opening my own door. Um, I usher my friend inside. Did you walk? Like, 
please come in, come in. Uh, yes, I did walk. Uh, I figured it might do well for me to clear my head, have some fresh air, as you will. Um, is there anywhere that we can talk very privately? We're in my own private world, dear. The where Where would you like? I'm talking somewhere even away from your servants. This, what I'm going to tell you, needs to stay between me and you only for the time being. All right, then. Um, my study? Excellent. This is a room that Simona has never been to in the home. Uh, it's a, it's almost the size of a walk-in closet off Evelyn's bedroom upstairs. And in it is a desk, some books and a candelabra and sitting in the center of the table when they arrive upstairs Evelyn walks in before Simona and on the center of the desk is a human skull that looks as if it's been smashed on the top there's a huge crack skull and as nonchalant as you've ever seen her she picks up the skull and places it in one of the desk drawers and shuts it I look at her and I go, Ashenbrenner and I met with Elijah and I found out some information that I was sworn not to say to anybody. And you think it's a good idea to tell me? I never said anything about writing it down. Let me get you a piece of paper. I retrieve some rather nice stationery, I hand her a pen, and I sit down at the desk. Okay. Then I, I look, do we have a candle lit in here? I would have lit something. Yeah, so there's fire nearby so I can destroy it as soon as we're done with this because this is not something that I want a physical copy of. So I write down that Elijah has teamed up with Tevi and the rest of the mages and they are currently working to overthrow Kiernan. I also write down that Bastion is alive and my home and Ashenbrenner's home were attacked or there was, you know, damage done to them to sort of give the Toreadors fuel for their fire um, to make it look like we were under attack. This whole thing has been a giant setup. And then I pass this over to... Um, Evelyn, and I just wait for her to read it and for her reaction. Hmm. An outcome we didn't see coming. Thank you. Now, I'm assuming we're going to destroy this. Oh, um, as soon as you're done reading it, Simona takes it from your hands. I light it with the fire, and then I just put it down on a tray that you have on the table and just watch it burn. And I look at her and I go, I have ideas for what I want to do, but I'm curious to hear your opinion before I bring it to the rest of the group. Uh, the beautiful man who runs your family is a peacock in pants. And if he thinks that he can raise a bit of hell, set fire to a few homes, and ship Bastion off, teaming up with that mage, if he thinks that that is enough to topple a Ventru regime in London, he is sadly mistaken. 
he's acting out from a place of hurt. I understand. I am... I don't care where he's acting out of. He's foolish, and he will be put to death. I'd like to watch. Simona is uncomfortable, but she understands where Evelyn is coming from, and she goes, I have been a part of several courts over my lifetime, and I have seen what happens to people who act against the monarch. It doesn't end well. No. I think that what I think that what is happening is incredibly dangerous and foolish and putting the rest of the family, the rest of London, in grave danger. Absolutely. My dear, you have a far more keen mind than people give you credit for. You are not a peacock in fancy clothing. You have a mind and you used it well coming to me. And the... The brute who breaks people, what is his feeling on this? He left in a frenzy. I don't know where he went. I don't know if he's spoken to anybody about this either. I was hoping to catch him. But I know Ashenbrenner, and Ashenbrenner has no... He doesn't care about politics. He doesn't want to be a part of this. He'd rather just disappear. And I can't blame him, but unfortunately, I do not have that luxury. I have to stay here. Bastion, put me in this horrible position. Men, what foolish creatures they. Darling, where is he? He's somewhere safe, is that they told me. Where would he go? We have several homes. We have a home in Italy. I believe that's where he is. Evelyn is completely in her element, completely calm, and... Just looking at the candle, not even looking at Simona, you know, completely nonchalant. He could be important. What do you mean? Important Darling. how? Of course he's important. He's been privy to... Simona. Evelyn turns to her to face her now. It's, it's less of a, you know, hey, here's an idea. And now it's focused intent. Simona. May I be frank? I'm going to say something that might make you uncomfortable. One of the reasons why I've always done business with you is how quick to the point you are. Please, hold nothing back. I have thicker skin than one might think. If we don't bring Bastion to heel and bring him in and offer him as evidence persona non grata, he will be put to death. Slowly. Do you think Kiernan is going to let your pretty sire live he is an integral part in this plan, this this charade that Elijah is playing. And who's to say Kiernan will let me live as well? I'm in the middle of this. He might also, even though I am the so-called whistleblower, this could be bad for me as well. I think the entire clan is in danger. Who's to say that Kiernan isn't going to just do away with all of us, thinking that we're all in cahoots with Elijah? A presence will have to remain if Elijah falls. I'm not saying it must be you. I'd rather you than him. But. Lauren, give me a political role. Uh, politics and <clears throat> intelligence. Three successes? Mary Mary Reed is not going to allow the genocide of an entire clan. Unless, unless he can prove... He would have to prove each individual's... Part in in this, he couldn't just 
arbitrarily kill every Toreador. He could now, in a way, Kiernan called upon Simona and, and Ashenbrenner, and they now know what's going on. If they don't come forward, they're complicit, but you know they're involved. But not at this point. You, there is still time to get their their asses out of the fire if that's the way they want to go. Simona, you and Ashenbrenner are now privy to this plan. If you don't come forward, then you're accomplices. If you do, there's an archon in the city. She's not going to allow the the genocide, the systematic killing of an entire family. No one would stand for it. I wouldn't stand for it. Well, I met the Archon just a few hours ago. Where? My, the remnants of my burnt-down home. She was investigating. Investig- That's concerning. What did she say? Tell, like, everything could be important. She was investigating me, now you. She was investigating my home being burned and what's been going on against Clan Toreador. And has she discovered anything? Has she shared any of that information with you? All I know is that she is curious as to why our small ragtag group has been working together. And she is going to come and question all of us about what we found. She already questioned me. I answered her questions as best as I could, obviously leaving out the information that I was sworn not to say out loud. And she's going to report her findings to our beloved prince. Good. If we're smart, we can use what she's found and perhaps the stories will strengthen each other. Not, not to Elijah. To Kiernan. Of course. Getting a little bit later, do you feel like... Uh, you know, at some point you're going to have to retire here in the next 45 minutes to an hour. Is there anything else, Simone, you definitely wanted to share with her specifically? Not that I can think of, unless there's something that um, the storyteller is remembering that I might not. Oh, no, the storyteller has a shitty memory. Okay, cool. Well, that's <laughs> um, No, I gave her the overview, but I basically just say, like, look, I want to speak with Ashenbrenner especially, but I want to get the rest of us together, find out what happened with Rennie, see if she has any information, and go from there. For the listeners at home to kind of put everybody on the same page and see where we're at, is there anybody who had no plans to go back to Evelyn's? Now, Ashenbrenner, you know that's where uh, Simona was staying. Christine, uh, Rosamond, you are, uh, when they go to produce the Rennie gargoyle, you are dismissed from that and told that it's more important that you stay on top of Evelyn Wolf and make sure that things are moving as they are supposed to. And you also were told to keep an eye out for someone. So yep, I know. They, they don't need that. They don't need all the power. You know, several kindred are dis- are excused from what's about to happen but you do you enter the basement and you do see that Rennie has been tied down into the middle of the uh they screwed you, you know that they're there they have these screws that they can put into the wood itself and they're you know they're they're very strong and she's been laid out almost like a starfish basically akimbo uh she's still unconscious she's still in torpor but they have several surgical devices uh a lot of different Unctions, potions all lined up. Uh, it's 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 going to get very dangerous and very bad in here in a few minutes. But they say, you know, child, you can go. We want you to keep an eye on the, 
the situation outside the Chantry for tonight. You and several others are dismissed. So unless somebody says specifically they're not going to the meeting at Evelyn's, I'm going to assume that everybody makes their way there by about 9 p.m. Is that pretty much what everybody's thought was? Yeah, that's where my head's at. If I have time, mm-hmm. um, after I'm done with classes and anything else that I needed to actually get done for the day. Sure. Uh, I would like to make my way over to uh, Whitechapel District and okay. for PC Neal. Not a problem. We can do that. Ashenbrenner, were you just so we tie that last end up? Were you also head? You were heading over to talk to them tonight, right? You had told Simona you would at least meet with her once after the um, the evening with uh, the priest and Muse. I was actually going to see if I could get a private, just one on one with Elijah. Oh, okay. Before so before going to Evelyn's before that, yeah. Because right now I don't have enough. I don't have enough information. I've had enough time to take a breath and I just have to, I have to settle a couple things with him before I feel comfortable moving forward with stuff. The three ladies are already going to be in route. They're going, you know, that's fine. Others will be arriving in a little bit. Uh, Doctor, why don't we handle yours first? So PC Neil uh, was working last time you found him during the daytime. By the time you get over there in the evening, uh, it's going to be a little bit harder. You're, you know, other associates of his, but he has um, he has left the beat for the day. Uh, you get there probably like you know four thirty five o'clock. His shift is just about over. If you quickly make your way to the um, to the actual police station itself, you might be able to catch him. You know, finishing up for the day and do, filing the last of his beat reports. Uh, if you'd like to try to do that, um, if I'm doing that, then I don't want to go to the the precinct that he actually works at because. People in the precinct might know me from my true professional capacity. Okay. And I want to keep up the, the charade. So if I, I'll i just walk down to the district that I know he is usually a B-cop in. And if I don't see him, then I'll I'll make my way along. What I, what I wanted to go over with him is not like a pressing issue. All right. Well, if you waited for him not far from the police station, I'm sure that you've... You're one of those, you know, intelligent, diligent men. You're not going to just make contact with someone and not know their beat or where they live. So he probably has, let's say, a five or six block walk back to his home. You could you could probably catch him from an alleyway there if you wanted to do that, if he makes his way directly home after work. Okay, yeah, so I'll, I'll do that. If that's okay, yeah, if you want. I mean, yeah, unless you want to be in his district. Like, if I know that he takes the same route home every day, let's say. Yeah, most people would, yep. Um, I would like to kind of like obfuscate myself into like one of the alleyways that he has to pass. Okay. So he won't, you know, so hopefully he doesn't notice me as he's passing by the alleyway. And then I can just kind of step out from behind, like step up behind him. He does. Yeah. You, he's, um, actually he's probably singing like Daisy or something. Uh, you know, give me your answer true. And, and he does pass by your 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 area, you know, where you're where you're kind of scrunched into like a, a doorway or some sort of a small little alcove. And uh, there's nobody else on this in this alleyway. You, you were fortunate enough that it's used, but not overly busy uh, right now. It seems to be pretty empty, and and you can step out behind him. So I want to just keep pace with him, and I'm not trying to like scare him or jump him or anything. Although he probably will be a little startled because I don't usually use this tactic with him. Normally we sit down and have more of a conversation, 
but every once in a while, I suppose we probably would do like walking conversations. Sure. Uh, yes, sir. Good evening, Constable. I hope you had a pleasant day's work. Oh, fancy meeting you here, sir. I'm just on my way home. Uh, wife has a roast in. Uh, actually, very excited for about tonight. Uh, how, what are you doing down here, sir? Well, sir, I, I wanted to first say that you did a most excellent job in procuring the information that I requested, and uh, if you uh, would be so kind as to take your hand out of your left pocket, and I'll just slip, as we're walking, just nonchalantly just slip the envelope into like his left coat pocket, and uh, then continue on with it. As it turns out, I have... Uh, bit of interest in that particular case. Uh, you don't always find somebody with a stake rammed through their chest. As I understand it, a rather knowledgeable doctor has performed the autopsy already and found some fingerprints on the murder weapon. If you could keep your ear to the ground or speak with your contacts inside that particular precinct about updates on the investigation, that would be most fortuitous for both of us. Oh, well, seem rather uninformed on this one, sir. But of course, um, yeah, I can make some inquiries. Shouldn't be too difficult. Uh, have a friend uh, that's, that uh, was transferred to Richmond only about a year ago, sir. Uh, nice beat. Very calm, he says. Uh, almost bored he is, but, you know, it's uh, it's better than Whitechapel, sir. Yes, well, I imagine most things probably are. In any event, uh, as, as I've said, good job, and I'm sure that I will be in touch in the near future, always in need of more supplies, watch. And then I'll just melt away like Batman. He makes a comment about that he's going to stop for some extra potatoes and and a, a nice, you know, a nice bottle of sherry for I'm him and the wife. Gone. Yep, he just, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, he makes his way up. He heads keep deeper into the alley and keeps whistling, and it's been a good day. So he'll keep his ear out for any other information about uh, fingerprints or anything that comes off of that particular case. All right, and then I'll start making my way to Evelyn, since that seems to be our usual rendezvous. So far, yeah. Okay, so Ashenbrenner, uh, you, you know, disembark from the uh the musty old, old mausoleum uh probably just as sun was going down you know you're you're interested in and eager to make your way to elijah's you're you know you're at full capacity as far as your blood pool you feel you know strong just mark one off for the waking for this evening but you make your way over towards elijah's house and in about 35 40 minutes just around eight o'clock you you're able to get there all right um hmm trying to think if i want to just walk in or if i want to try and sneak in you know what no i will i will show up and um kind of retrace my steps past uh, all the water features and doors that i've destroyed <laughs> the, the topiaries everything. oh yeah topiaries the- trashed oh. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just, matter of fact you did that just because they're called topiaries exactly yes you find that the gates out front are also again they're not manned there is no one outside at, when you arrive but the gates you know are closed over, but you're able to reach your arm in and pry them open, you know, crack the the sliding bar and make your way in and reshut them. Okay. Uh, all the way up, the damage has been cleaned up. Nothing's been replaced yet. Some of this stuff was mastercrafted. Some of these pieces were very old, but there's no shards. There's no remnants. There's no, 
you know, extra dirt on the driveway from where all the, the vases and the uh, flower beds that you smashed along the way are, are there. So you make it up to the door and the house, the doors put back in place, obviously, by this point, everything appears as if there was never any problem with the exception that the fountain is missing, but the base is still there. Oh, but I know what happened. So I'm, I'm smirking the entire walk up. I'm smirking. It's, it's delicious. It's just pork roast. (laughs) So, uh, I I guess you ring the doorbell or knock on the door. Yes. Very cordial. The the door opens and immediately tries to shut again. It's Philip and he sees you and he's like, he just wants no part of this. Uh, Uh, this is in there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Ashenbrenner, not again, please. Philip, Philip. Philip, hello. First of all, how are you this evening? Fine. And you? I'm excellent. In fact, I'm so excellent that I need to share my excellence with Elijah. I need to speak with him privately. I can only assume that you have the money for the fountain and for the topiaries. I mean, he's going to, he's very upset. Do you know how old that fountain was? I that do. Was from that- I do. And, and <clears throat> I would have thought that he would be happy because they were just absolute garbage. If he wants, he could commission me to recreate something. It would be certainly far more interesting, but we can discuss that at some point. Oh, I, I will announce you, Ashenbrenner. I, 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 I will announce you. Thank you, Philip. You're a good man. Uh, yes, I remember you saying as you walked out, Smashing everything down the driveway. He he opens the door and lets you step in, uh, shuts it behind you. You recognize quite a few of you from almost the entire clan, with the exception of yourself and Simona, pretty much hunkered down in this one building. And he, Philip, walks away, and it takes about 10 minutes. Nobody comes over and sees if you're okay. Very few people are just looking at you, you know, because they they know by now. The, the, the rumor mill has clearly stated that you were responsible for the destruction of some property. So they're kind of just <laughs> laying low. And But eventually, Elijah comes from the left-hand side. He was coming in from one of the rooms, dressed very, very nice. And he looks, stops about 30 feet from you and says, Well, I, I'm glad you're here. That didn't sound very believable to you, by the way. Of course not. I, I would not expect anything. Uh, Elijah, a word in private, if I may. And I promise not to destroy any water features this time. And I'll sort of look around the room at, at uh, uh? There is a few murmurs among people. <laughs> um, one, one ghoul smiles and like, that's exciting, right? He's not breaking shit. And, you know, immediately gets the shush. Uh, it's not as good of a shushing as the last one that happened in this house, but it was a good one. Excellent. So, nothing will ever top the great shushing. Uh, he makes his way over towards the dining room and waits for you to enter and then shuts the double glass doors and offers you a chair at the dining room table. But he himself goes over to the head of the table, pulls out one of the chairs with the actual arms that are, you know, at the forward end foot of the dining room table. He sits in the nicer one with the arms and offers you a regular seat and says, well, we're in private. What can I do for you? I'll pull out the chair next to him and, and sit close with him. I'd also like to, if I could, I don't know, use perception. There's no one else in the room. I don't know if I could tell if there's a some sort of a listening device or, I don't know, a portrait with ear holes in it or something like that. You can throw, go ahead and give me, um, yeah. yeah, give me a perception and give me a subterfuge. Okay. If you have that or do you have streetwise? Uh, I have, 
They're under talents. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I got subterfuge. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Because you're used to being a sneaky bastard. You're looking for sneaky bastard stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So that is seven. Let me roll that. Okay. I have a crit fail, crit success, and then a six, eight, six, eight. So four successes. Four se- wow. That's very good. Okay. So yeah, you, <clears throat> as far as you can, you are, you're very confident that you're still a member of the family. You, you're, you're the crazy uncle that makes moonshine, but you're still a member of the family. Uh, so to him, he's giving you the benefit of the doubt that, you know, your little tift and your breaking of things, it's all just part of who you are as an artist. And he's sitting there and he's giving you the decency of not having anyone else in the room. You're pretty confident you're okay. Excellent. Okay. Elijah, for all our differences, I respect you taking this meeting and I've taken some time. I've taken a breath as it were, and I will help you on two conditions. I need a new studio, better than the last, secure, defendable, and I need that immediately. Okay, and what's the other? Tevi is mine. I want him. You give me that, and I will be what you need when you need it. For the Toreadors, and because we should not be supplicant to a mewling piss-crotch like Kiernan. A prince should comport themselves with some goddamn dignity. I know about his history with the Toreador, and I think... <sighs> if I think it's indignant, you know there's a problem with it. What... Ashenbrenner, of course, the studio is well within my gift to give, and I would be glad to. I, I as I said to you when this all when this all began to happen, I I, I will do anything. I, I will take any place that I can find for you that is safe and secure, and allow you to go back to work. I will even have the clan if you ever if you needed quickly, we could assemble the resources you need. Even by you know, you could give us a list, and we would scour the city for you once peace was made, um, or Kiernan was dead. Tevi has become an ally to this clan right now. He is with us at this moment when we had the opportunity. Kiernan is going to bring in, he's going to allow elders and others from other clans. And you know that he would have used that Lasabra whore to stop the Toreadors from getting inside the city. He would have limited our numbers while allowing the other clans to grow and swell. And then at the party, he would have pulled the rug out from under us, not just allowing us to run the party the way we should have and give everyone in the, in, in the Camarilla the send off to the wonderful Hellfire Club that it deserves. No, he would have actually physically used that as the coup to take us down. I have absolute faith in that fact. I went to Tevi because he also was, was concerned. I found through the rumor mill that he was worried when Kiernan gave him the letter and announced that he was going to be bringing more vampires in that would need more blood, more feeding, and some of them might even go to Whitechapel. Tevi was outraged. It was a chance for me to make the move. How can I possibly turn him over to you? Look, I understand you need Tevi. When this is done, just give him to me. When he's outlived his usefulness, he's mine. Make that promise, and that's all I want. Look, we're going to be around for quite a long time. I'm fine waiting. But I do not accept what Tevi has done. 
So you use him as your pawn or whatever. As soon as that's over with and he returns to being a throbbing bag of meat and gristle, he is mine then. Again, I'm not interested in the politics of it. And you will be patient until then. As patient as I can be. And you will, t- you will do your part to secure our victory. I had nothing personal against Kiernan until I heard about his little temper tantrum. So yes, I will do what I can. I'll extend my hand. He takes it. <clears throat> okay. He says, this means the world to me, Ashenbrenner. The fact that you've that you're coming home to the flock and, and doing something that I know must be out of your comfort zone to, to put yourself out there and for the family in a time when we need to stay united is I will find you the best studio I can. I, I will, I will re-earn your trust. I never left Elijah. He smiles and says, well, the fountain says otherwise. It was an awful fountain and you know that. It was Italian marble. I will not. Okay, fine. It was an awful fountain. I pre- <laughs> I appreciate your 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 view of it and and seeing it from your perspective. You you are a gifted artist. I am just someone who sees the gift. That is all I I am here to do. So he says. Now, what about Simona? Do you think she will agree and toe the line? Do you think she is firmly with us? I sensed from her a reluctance. I do not think she is happy that Bastion abandoned her here, and I do not believe that she will... I am concerned that she will warn Kiernan in advance to our situation and our plans. I haven't spoken to her since I left and helped you with your redecoration the other evening. I can't say for sure what she will do, but know that I am allied with you, and I'll do what I can, but... At the same time, she is close with Alessandra. And there's this Tremere. Christ knows what she's capable of. Right now, I'm a little distrustful of magic users. As we should be. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to give you a piece of information. Only use this with Simona if you absolutely have to, because it is going to force her hand, Ashenbrenner. It's going to either put her back with us and wake awaken her from her slumber in which she thinks that there may be another path to rectifying the t- problems in this city other than removing Kiernan from power. But if we use this, if you share this with her, it has to be the final call. It has to be the one thing that she was, she'll never forgive me. She may toe the line, but she'll never forgive me. And I don't want to lose Simona if I can avoid it. She's too beloved among the court. Of course. I I know where Bastion is. I know where their summer home is in Italy. And I have dispatched I have dispatched an Asamite, an assassin from that clan. And should anything happen to me in London, several members of this clan would immediately get note to him. And Bastion will be destroyed. I always feared that Simona's hot-headedness might get us in trouble. So when I sent him away, I sent him away knowing that he would, was to be watched. He cares for her deeply. I 
wasn't sure if he would pull her from court, beg her to join him. There were so many things that could have went wrong with this plan because of Bastion and Simona. If she tries to go to Kiernan, if she will not listen to reason, let her know that I will not be out undone and I will activate that killer. Was this honestly your first gambit, Elijah? If you value her so much, why would you put her in a corner like this? She's putting herself there. If she had just stayed that night, if she had not come with a Malkavian ghoul, if she had just towed the line and been a good girl, this wouldn't have had to happen, Ashenbrenner, but you know how she gets. She gets this, I am superior, I am the great artist, and she is. I, I weep at some of the things she's painted, but that does not give her the right to walk out on Elijah, me. Elijah, she Doesn't had give her just the right to come leave. from the immolation that was her home and everything she had known or loved. She didn't know not to bring in a, a, a mongrel, psychotic, Malkavian doctor. I feel like this is maybe not the most hmm, politic way to go through things. And if I don't think it's a very good political decision, you know there's something absolutely fucking wrong with it. I think you should undo this. I, I don't feel right telling her this because I think it, the very first thing she would do is tell Kiernan. She would do anything for Bastion. She's furious that he's not dead, I'm assuming. I think the first thing she's going to do when she sees him again is slap him soundly across the face. But she does love him. The fact that you have put the one thing that she truly loves in mortal danger. Elijah... Th be better. Think of something better. This is this is clumsy. What if the Asimite fails? What if Bastion gets word to her? What if she finds out through some other source of information? I think this is a horrible decision. I will take what you say under counsel. I will think through it. As I said, I would have never wanted it to have to be said unless it was a last resort. Well, I'm not going to be the one to tell her because her next stop will be to Kiernan. I understand why you didn't contact me, obviously. Why didn't you reach out to Simona before all this? It had to look like a high member of court had been hit. It had to make it, if not me, Simona would be the, Simona and Bastion would be the next logical target for Kiernan's hate. They're, they're older, they've been around a while. This, it just made sense. And we left the, the evidence planted for Mary Reed, knowing she was already en route from Gregor of Clan Bruja. This all was supposed to be timed better than this, but things, the apple cart un upended. Like always, on your way into town, the wheel breaks and things are delayed and things fall and spill and you don't come in with the right number of apples. Yes, yes. Mary Reed, the Archon. I have a, I have a strange sense that I'll be meeting her soon. What on earth would you like me to tell the Archon? That you were attacked? That it destroyed your haven, that you barely made it out with your life, the simple things that tr that were true, and leave the rest of it for her, her interpretation. There's nothing you don't know any more than that. Hmm. It's just going to fuel the fire that Kiernan is up to no good, and we already know. Mary is already aware that in the past Kiernan and Tevi have a relationship. If they think it's got the symbols on it, if they believe, if she, I mean, she can't help but believe that they were. It was created by human magic. It's all going to point to him, not us. And then she will go and she will confront him. And she is already enraged. She is already here on beh beh the behest of the clan of Bruja because they, he, they claim that he's up to no good. And then, then we release the Bartholomew situation. We finally give her that last piece of evidence 
when Bartholomew comes up destroyed and it will all fall into Kiernan's lap. Do you think we can trust Mary Reed? I think Mary Reed is exactly what she is. A simple woman with a penchant for violence. And I think she's going to turn that violence on Kiernan as long as we do this properly. She's a cop. All right. Well, like I said, I'll do my part, but I will not mention this Asimite to Simona because I know exactly what she will do. And I still urge you to think of some other way to shape this up, Elijah. This is this, this has a potential to end very badly for you. I've only destroyed a door, some horrible water features, and some goddamn fucking topiaries. You know, one of these days I'd love to hear the story about the topiaries and the fountains and the trauma you endured. I'm thinking there was a falling into them as a child and the school children laughed at you. Oh, we have, we have a backstory. That's the oh, it's first Ash Inventor's prequel. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, so he seems to actually take your counsel in earnest. Okay, so I'll stand, I'll, I'll give, you know, a, a non, the first non-sarcastic, ba- no, I'm sorry. He didn't bow sarcastically to Muse. I will give one of the only non-sarcastic bows I've given thus far you know, and then uh, turn to go. You make your way out, no problem. He smiles and everyone, just from his aura that he gives off, the room is actually a lot lighter and people seem like they're actually giving you the normal respect you would have had when you came to gatherings in the past. Um, You're no longer the mule that just shows up because it doesn't know where else to park itself at the end of a hard work day. You are now somebody that's part of the family again and you see them smile. One, One girl raises a wine glass, you know, filled with a dark with blood in it as you walk by, you're starting to feel like, wow, okay, that's all it took was just Elijah kissing his ass for just a second and, <laughs> and playing the game even even in your own way. He he truly feels subdued in that you are on board with the plan. You have you convinced him. I, I did a roll. You convinced him that he is absolutely 100%. You're, you're solid as long as he gives you the two things you needed. And with that, unless there's something else, I'll have you head over to Evelyn's. Um, I'll just, I'll as I'm leaving, I'll, I'll tell Philip... Um when when the supplies come in or when the contract whoever they whoever the contact is to get me a new haven uh, comes in to um find me at the uh, at the mausoleum where i i bunk when my haven has been destroyed by a, a meat monster uh, very well i i will make sure that we send word as as soon as it's down i'm i'm sure elijah will dispatch people as soon as it's safe to do so have an excellent evening philip and remember I'm going to grab his shoulders and say, you are my number one, a guy. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So he, uh, he closes the door behind you. There is, um, I don't know if you feel any better about it, but you've been able to convince the, pri- the primogen that you are up with him and you make your way over to Evelyn's and you arrive you're probably just about a half hour late by the time you get a cab and get over there. You're, you're, you're right around 9.15, 9.30. Uh, the rest of the team is already sort of assembled. They're, they're making small talk. Anthony lets you in. The place is being, for everyone that's arrived, the place is being cleaned, stem to stern, top to bottom. The, uh, it's all about, you know, the, you know, if anybody makes any inquiries, the mistress has asked us to, you know, do a proper cleaning uh, just to freshen up. We have dignitaries, you know, from coming in for the, you know, the festivities in a few months, and she just wants to start putting the the, the house in order. 
Do I get a sense that that's like, so I feel like, how is Anthony doing with that? Because I feel like, is he giving off a vibe? Like, okay, here's the thing. If of all the servants are saying the exact same thing, oh, just cleaning up because there's dignitaries, I'm going to get a little suspicious of that. I don't know. Yeah, you like you, you definitely have thing just so I get like it, if everybody's just totally cool with it. But mm-hmm. if I start to get a, a weird feeling about it, so can I just roll for that? Yeah, sure. By all means, uh, perception. And if again, if you have if you have empathy, that would be probably the best one. If <laughs> oh, I have be... no empathy. Of course, I don't you don't. Know. think that's um, on the sheet, quite frankly. Oh, okay, so zero. <laughs> well, listen, it can't all be that way. So go ahead and give me a um, give me pers- just give me a perception roll and see if you get a, a success or not. Okay. What's your perception? Uh, perception four. Oh, so yeah, you're pretty high. Okay, yeah, so five three three three. Okay, so no. Yeah, you're not getting. I have other stuff on my mind, so that that's okay. Yeah. But it's, but you know, even without a role, you, you know, you're, you're hearing the same thing mentioned over and over again. The, the party is coming up. She does deal with a lot of people coming in and out of the city. You're just getting the sense that, yeah, they're cleaning up. It's whatever. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So nothing suspicious it's, for me. Nothing okay. overly suspicious. No. Shaft. Yeah. Just Anthony's a shaft. Yeah. Exactly. I think that still comes down to, right. So everyone, you're, you're gathered. Lauren, what room would you have them gather in the office again or dining room where, because there's all, everyone's together. Where would you put them? Why don't we have a change of venue and we will meet in the dining room. I have several decanters open for everybody. Um, there's a nice, uh, how would I, how would you call it? Um, because I'm German, I've, ha- I've had a nice German meal prepared for the doctor. Really nice hearty fare and we're all going to sit in the dining room and meet. You put out a Wiener schnitzel, some, yeah. some brats. Yeah. <laughs> Some stew that's gone gray. Serving, serving Horatio smoked sausages the day after the fire is not the most tasteful thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, uh to answer your question. The nutty man is still downstairs. Oh, yes, excellent. I'm gonna have a couple couple sips from him. Wow. <laughs> and what did you say, Doctor? Something about smoked sausage and, and yeah, intestines. Putting- Putting putting a, a plate full of smoked sausages in front of Horatio after the last couple of nights is <laughs> hashtag roll, roll too gash, soon. Roll, roll gag reflex. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag no blood pudding. Hashtag too soon. Yes, Horatio, <laughs> you ate them last time. I assume. Oh no, he'll he'll totally. I, I was just making a joke. All right. Um, of he, course he'll have them. <laughs> he of course he'll eat them. Have you seen the size of him? Reminds me of Horatio. Kind of looks like Evelyn's dad. <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay. <laughs> Not your real father, by the way. Your oh, real father's no. much thinner than that. Thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, what were you saying, Kayla? I was going to say that I keep misthinking or misimagining this character of Doctor Jekyll. I'm always thinking he's small, tiny, and then everybody reminds me. Oh wait, no, he's a no, for he's giant. The kids at home. If I'm, you I'm want six a... feet. I'm solid, but I'm only six feet. He's he's for the for the kids at home. If you want a mental image of what Horatio looks like, uh, look up the Evergreen from the Sandman series. Yeah, that that is who Fiddler's I Green or Fiddler's Green. Yes, that's yep. who I had in my mind when I made this character. Wow. Currently going to the Google. So a behemoth. <laughs> wow, just a just a yeah, just a good sized dude. Yeah, big man. 
Good lord. Hey there, big man. Oh, okay. All right. So everyone is gathered. Uh, the sausages are out. The cook is trying to clean the kitchen and cook and put things away at the same time, which is just frantic in a Victorian household. There's just so many things ro- ro- rotating. People in the basement have been also fed because they, Lauren, they make food for them every night to keep them in heart and health, you know, hearth and health. So there's always there's always food somewhere being made, which is why you've still partaken. Everyone's in the dining room. Simone, you're there as well. And uh, the last one to arrive is Ashenbrenner, and he steps through. I would have taken Simona aside before everyone arrived because she lives here. Basically, uh, Evelyn would have pulled Simona to the side and, you know, don't core dump, sweetie. Like, let's be, let's be careful. These are like, you and I go way back and we've talked about Ashenbrenner being a loose cannon. We got a Malkavian ghoul and a Tremere. Let's not core dump, shall we? I understand. Trust me. I'm not going to have a repeat of what happened a decade ago. Um, I, I'm calm. I'm collected. I've had time to reflect. I will be okay. However, I do want to speak to Ashenbrenner, preferably alone, before, so we can actually have a conversation about what happened. Uh, that will be fine. I can entertain a few people if you'd wish to speak privately just word of just thought i'd mention my thoughts on the matter i understand i understand horatio also wants to take rosamond aside all the side convo i mean if you guys are having a side conversation while that's going on we want to be a part of the the side convo team (laughs) that's fair i want to be a part of it there's, uh, Ms. Ms. Henshaw, this most disturbing development today. The Rabbi uh, Tevi came by my offices, which is not to be unexpected, as I did offer my medical services to him and his. Why? However, he was quite interested in you. Yeah, well, he Those people are. Using your name, Christina, instead of uh, your your true name. I suppose he didn't get the message. But he was also quite interested in knowing where you live, which I thought was quite irregular for a man of his she age put- and marital status. She puts her hand on his shoulder, and um, Jackal, you are kind of taken aback by the strength of it, because she's a smallish woman, and compared to you, she shouldn't have this much push in her hand. It's like, what? He he was asking where I live? Really? Yes, it was quite, quite inappropriate, and I let him know as much. I said that you, if he had a message for you, I would be glad to pass it along, but I would most certainly not be handing out the address of a young woman to an older man, even if I had such information. Yes, well, uh, Thank you, I suppose, and please keep the whole true name to yourself, please. It's Yes, well, I, I despite my looks, am actually not an idiot and did not uh, volunteer that information. I assumed that if he was supposed to know, that he would. I was not pr- assuming you were one. It's just... It's a 
it's a private thing, and since you are all in my life now, I have to get used to you, and you have to call me by my real name. But him, no, I do not like him. He bothers me. Mm. Quite. But thank you for telling me. I will keep that in mind. And if he does have any messages for me, tell him I'll be most happy to visit his estate instead. I will pass that message along. He did not uh, provide me with any such message, despite my offering to convey one. Well, she thanks him again for informing her of these events, but inside she's like, oh, that little prick. Simona, you're able to, uh, you're able to intercept Ashenbrenner as he comes through the door, uh, being announced. Um, you know, Catherine... You know, offers you the office, and if Ashenbrenner is willing to follow, you uh, sh- sh- you know bring him or guide him towards the office where you could speak privately for a moment. And is this, so I'm seeing like people are just running off and talking, like in tiny groups. When you come through the front door, yeah. you're let in by Anthony. You see some people cleaning. You see a girl go by with a, a set of mops. Uh, Simona comes out of the dining room, and you see as she comes out, Doctor Jekyll, uh, Doctor Jekyll rather uh, walks over picks up some, a plate of meats and it, Rosmond is pouring herself some sort of a refreshment or something. And, and he starts talking to her and not, you know, overtly like whispering type stuff, but like in a side room whispering okay. about stuff, just conversation. Okay. Us. Gotcha. I thought people yeah, were just like, like sneaking so off to have quiet today? moments. Okay. Gotcha. No, no, yeah, no, 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 nothing. I don't think nothing, it would be that surreptitious. Like Nothing like he wants to do with you later on and tell you about the electricity boy. Exactly. Yes. I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> about the electricity boy. Okay, cool. One oh, one. Jesus. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, I guess, Simona, do you do like the, the um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels thing where you just kind of like jerk your head in one direction and stare pointedly at me? Or, or what are we doing? No, I just look over at you and I just go, um, I just walk up to you and I go, Ashenbrenner, a word? Uh, sure. I will. I will you know, gesture after you. Of course. I lead him to where Evelyn said that we could speak. Um, I close the door, kind of wait a second just to make sure, like, I don't hear any footsteps of somebody trying to come and hear what we're saying. And then I turn to him and I go, you and I never got to discuss what happened at Elijah's home the other night. And I wanted to take a moment to talk uh, before we had this meeting with everyone. I'm going to just real quick hold up my finger and do another one of those perception things because I feel like, you know, I feel like things have suddenly gotten roll. Yeah, that's fair. So just, just think Anthony's going to come crashing through a painting any second. <laughs> he's, he's, actually, he's actually cleaning the cupboard like Baldrick and Blackadder the third. Um, anything. He's just that stupid that he fell through a wall. <laughs> no, there's no one in the room. Unless, uh, 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 Evelyn, unless you have somehow secretly set up something I wasn't aware of, the room itself isn't bugged, correct? I mean, there's no you have no secret Malkav in the corner tied up with a straitjacket and listening for people. No, I mean, no, I haven't. And everybody is... We need a new whipping post of the campaign. Like, poor Anthony has done nothing except try to help... <laughs> He's made poor tea and a bad impression in all of our, in all of our greetings. <laughs> you're you're all so yeah. Ash and Brenner, you and Ra, uh, you and Simona rather are alone. Yep. Okay, and then I'll I'll, I'll just. Well, I just came from a meeting with Elijah. Just he and I, 
speaking as two Toreador in a room. You did? I did. And how did that go? If you don't mind me asking. Surprisingly well. I told him I wanted two things from him. That was a new studio and Tevi when all this is done. Quite frankly, do you know the history of Kiernan with the Toreador before he became prince? Um, Storyteller, would I have been in London by then? Would I have seen it with my own eyes or was this something that I would know like after I moved here? So Elijah wasn't primogen at the time, the primogen of Clan Toreador, Maximilian, who was from another country, but came to England as a merchant and yada, yada, yada. But anyway, that is the primogen who gave permission. He, he basically thought it would be okay to start grooming um, this particular young woman who Kiernan believed very strongly was going to end up in Clan Ventrue. Some things went wrong, and when it was all settled and done, the prince, because she had not been formally rec- uh, announced to be embraced, the prince at the time prior to Kiernan decreed that she would be destroyed so that the argument and that they would have to shake hands and be nice to each other. So Kiernan lost a, an actual human family member from his line, a, a Scot, and you know, and he lost somebody that the clan itself of Ventrue had looked at for embrace uh, strongly, like she was on our list. So the Toreador, he felt stole something very valuable from him. That's the, so, but you are aware of this fight, and you are also aware that supposedly peace had been made a long time ago. Yeah. So basically, um, if Kiernan were simply a, a primogen that had an issue with our clan's primogen, that's fine. Clans are snarky and they have tiny little wars, but nothing goes so far as to actually endanger our existence. But Kiernan brought that grudge with him. He is the prince, and he is behaving like a child that has shat itself. After hearing that and understanding that that is still at the forefront of his machinations against us, I have no choice but to side with Elijah. He is simply the lesser of two evils. If I had my druthers, I would simply disappear, but I've been told that I can no longer do that. So if I must choose a side, I want to see this prince brought low. I disagree with what he's done. I think he's made a few other idiotic decisions, but he is a primogen, not a prince. And a prince has to be better than what Kiernan has become. I agree with you on that, but what Elijah has been doing, the lies and the deceit and the the seeds of hatred that he's sowing in, it's not good. He's putting not only our clan in danger, but he's putting London in danger. He's threatening to upset the balance of everything going on here. I just... This isn't going to end well. Oh, I agree. I agree. Elijah is going to do great damage. But the prince, who has so much more at his command, 
could put an end to us entirely. I am not happy with this choice, Simona. But what other option is there? I'm going to suggest this evening that we go to this Archon and hopefully point this righteous weapon in the direction of Kiernan. And I honestly just want it over with. Unless someone presents a better option. I don't know if I can stand next to you while that happens. I don't agree with what Elijah's been doing. I don't agree with what Kiernan is doing either, but I think that what Elijah is doing is much more dangerous right now. We are already so few in number, and he is just isolating us, and he didn't even give us a choice. Yes, and I'm still rather furious about that. We're just pawns to him. Ashenbrenner, he used us. He didn't include us in any of this decision-making. I understand. And now we're just supposed to let him work this out while this goes? This could kill us. This could be final death for us. I think we are more in danger if Kiernan wins out. Kiernan's had a grudge against our clan from when he was a primogen. Now he's the prince. I think he's far more dangerous than Elijah. Not if we go to Kiernan ourselves and expose what happened with Elijah. Why would Kiernan believe us? Why wouldn't he just kill us and say that we were traitors? People will believe the prince over uh, Primogen. If there's a better option, please bring it up. I'd like to hear about it. I want this finished. I want a space to work. And I want Tevi turned inside out in front of me. I want that as well, but I'm just, I'm stuck I'm just at a loss for what to do. If I wanted to go directly to Kiernan and expose this and expose what's happening so that the clan doesn't fall apart and the balance of the clans in London doesn't get thrown off, but now Bastion is in danger and I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to him if I go. I don't believe Kiernan will listen to reason. I believe he will take whatever opportunity he can to turn the rest of the clans against us. I think going against Kiernan is a very bad idea. I think going against Elijah with Kiernan is almost certain death. Not unless Elijah is neutralized before he can do any damage. I think we should talk to Mary Reed. I would hope she's above all this. I haven't had the um, pleasure of meeting with her. You know that she was brought in by Clan Bruja. And that Clan Bruja, we believe, is in league with Elijah. Who's to say that she isn't already in on this? Well, I would hope she's above all this political nonsense. Oh, she's mired in this too. Mm. You think we should go to her, explain everything that's happening, and see what she believes we should do? I'm not sure. Quite frankly, Simona, I've been out of my depth since I met this Tevi cockweed in Elijah's home. I'm not a fan of Tevi either. It's 
I don't like that Elijah went behind our backs and recruited the mages as well. Evelyn, how long would you would you give them the privacy they needed for a longer conversation? Or would you eventually come in and say, you know, everyone's waiting? About, Just asking. About 10 minutes. Okay, so they've got, yeah, they're going. Okay, as, um, as they, as we seem to be reaching sort of a... a, a an impasse. an impasse, exactly. So then I would, I would change. Oh, also, side note, um, I've been told by um, the lady with no face, who I had a wonderful evening with, by the way. Um, Very happy for you. She has shared with me that uh, Bastion, while he's left the city, he is not safe, and that he will die. Die as in final death. Yes. That's why she was there at the house. She thought it might have happened then. Yeah. Yeah, I'll share I'll share everything that I was that I was told. Absolutely. Um, so I don't know if there's some way to get word to Bastion or have him go into deeper hiding. Maybe don't live in a palazzo. <laughs> <laughs> actually Ashenbrenner that's that excellent points for that because well no no that's actually bonus points for for the rp because you just carefully took him the pawn off the out of the way without actually telling her that elijah may have actually used it against her so you actually just got her sire into a safe situation if she does that excellent that's that was a very smart move that was a very good for someone who doesn't like politics that was a great move yeah I said it was sacrilegious because any Tory or Dorcard outside of a palazzo or a palace is a peasant. In Italy. It's true. Right. But desperate times call for desperate measures, my love. You know, Simona, I slept in a mausoleum last night, and I'm probably going to sleep there again tonight. So judge not, lest ye be judged. Also, would Bastion rather sleep in a, a gilded coffin, or would he rather be turned to ash? Right now, at this point, I don't care what Bastion wants. He is going to listen to me. I was already considering sending a letter his way via a favor called in from Evelyn. Send it through someone you trust. If my new friend says he is in danger, then he is absolutely in danger. The only ones that I trust really right now are you... And Evelyn, I have no one else. Evelyn, above all, is business. She wouldn't tarnish her name by getting, by doing anything harmful to him. And I'm assuming if she's all business that she is uh, staunchly opposed to taking down the prince. You know that the prince offers her sanctuary? She wouldn't want to take down the prince, or at least not without someone that she knows she could trust in his place. You know how I feel about this, and I know how you feel. I just, I worry about how this could turn out for Clan Toreador, but especially for you and I. Quite frankly, I think we have more of a chance of surviving if we do side with Elijah, and not with the prince, who hates all Toreadors because one of them took his candy some century ago. Okay, Evelyn, this would be about the 10 minute mark. Um, this is my house. I don't feel any reservation throwing the door open. 
Um, are you two engaged in some sort of um, intimate act? Oh, wonderful. You're Absolutely both wearing clothes. Absolutely not. Gee, good lord. Darling, you're behind closed doors. It's been several minutes. Normally you can't stand Ashenbrenner's voice for more than five. I was concerned for you. If you please join me in the parlor. Evelyn, we were merely enumerating Anthony's failings. I think we've come up to <laughs> 75, <laughs> was it? Jesus. Oh, his shifty <laughs> eyes. I'm sorry. 76. Oh, God. Simona just kind of rolls her eyes and she just looks at Ashenbrenner again for a moment, kind of just, you know, saying like, <laughs> she's just really not sure. It's a look that says she doesn't really know. She's confused. She's right. But I've also does... never shaken. I've also never shaken his hand, but I'm assuming his hands are, are fish belly wet at all times. So 77, I'm assuming. He's a sweaty boy. I can assure you, Ashenbrenner, that they are not. All right, then we'll leave it at 76. Yeah, the one thing that I do want to, like, hammer in from that conversation is that I do agree with Ashenbrenner that we should probably go speak to Mary Reed about all of this. Okay, well, the, the, rest, of the, the rest of the team is assembled in the, the, the dining room. So we've only got a few minutes left. How do you want to, Evelyn, do you want to take control or introduce, say, okay, everybody, where are we at? How do you want to, or do you want Simona to do that? Simona, you've, you've got the biggest play right now, I think, but you all, but it is Evelyn's home. So who would... Who would say to everyone gathered, okay, so let's put our cards on the table or should we put our cards on the table and what do we do about it? Evelyn would take the lead in the conversation. Okay. So what would she say? Well, quite frankly, um, I want to diffuse whatever was going on in that room over there. I want to, you know, let it sit, let it simmer. Because Ashenbrenner and Simona, again, we're in there for a while. They're both the same clan cahoots conversations i don't know so i'm gonna control the conversation uh rosamond darling uh how fares rennie she doing well uh was your primogen able to was there any information to be gleaned uh has she awoken from torpor anything uh, rennie is in torpor I... when did rennie get into torpor last we saw her it was in a cloud of black smog and we were being chased by some sort of monstrous pig. Yes. Oh, someone... Yes, Ashenbrenner. The uh, poor poor deer met an unfortunate fate in the Richmond district. A contact of mine uh, let us know and uh, well, we retrieved her body from the morgue to be laid out in waiting at, I believe, it was Ms. Henshaw's residence. Okay. I'll just <laughs> stare at her then. And how fares... Young uh, Rennie. Well, first of all, um, Evelyn, you do ask a lot of questions in one shot, by the way. Uh, is that how you intimidate your business partners? She's asking this more as an intrigue of like, oh, I'm actually curious. Not as a sarcastic bite at her personality. Um, is this how you it's do a com business with everyone? It's a method of control, darling. That in my, that in my beautiful eyes. I do feel very controlled, Miss Wolf. Ashenbrenner sniffs. <laughs> Ashenbrenner sniffs. I also suspect that you're complaining so much about my manservant because yours is subpar. I don't so, have a manservant. Any manservant he would have would become a sculpture. 
in polos. I was speaking metaphorically. <laughs> I was speaking metaphorically. Um, Rosamond, you're doing something called, uh, you're distracting me, you're trying to leave the conversation elsewhere. Go on. Keeper, what do I know besides that she's in the basement with they? They're working on her tonight. You got her there last night. They didn't have time. They're trying to bring her out of torpor today. Then she would say, very matter-of-factly, the ritual takes time and many of our kin to prepare, so we needed to call upon certain members who were abroad, as well as gather components because she was in a very bad way when she arrived. So hopefully she'll be awakened, offering up any information about her attacker shortly this evening. And um, has Kiernan been informed? Has anyone from not the clan Nosferatu been informed? I, I will write the letter myself if I need to. They has already commissioned letters to the Nosferatu in charge um, during Bartholomew's absence that we are taking in under Rennie under our care. Wonderful. I I appreciate you taking care of this, and I do hope that Rennie is safe. I was reluctant to uh, entrust her to you when she'd last been um, in my carriage, if you will. In my care. We, Tremere, will do everything we can to ensure her safety and her happiness in the future. That was smooth. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> You guys are doing. You guys are killing it tonight. <laughs> the, the, the lies, the shame. I mean, that was smooth. That we're was gonna do everything. We're gonna take care of her. Don't worry about it. We got it. No, we're good. That, <laughs> and you know, Evelyn's gonna piss herself when she finds out what's actually going on. You're never but... gonna find out. <laughs> I'm gonna ask again. You are never oh, going into the chantry. Honey, you are La Sombra. They will never let you in. <laughs> it's not that. I want to send flowers. She's been through a terrible thing. It's a nice thing to do. Where do I send the flowers? <laughs> All right, let's move on before I have a anyway, heart attack, please. <laughs> anyway. um, So, Rennie, like, mental checklist. We've, we've spoken of Rennie. That's been solved. Um, Doctor, any... Anything to bring to the table before we get to the main point of the evening? She takes a dramatic sip of blood. Yes, well, um, not that I think it's entirely relevant to our search for Bartholomew, but uh, this uh, Rabbi Tevi seems to have taken an unhealthy interest in our young Ms. Henshaw here, but uh, fair or not, I've set him on the correct path. A man of his age should not be pursuing young women such as yourselves. Um, also, Ashenbrenner, as a, as a further aside, um, when we have a bit of a lull in our goings-ons, I would like to run a most interesting patient by you and uh, see if I can get your personal opinion as somebody who has come across his fair share of uh, physical oddities. I am awash with tension and delight, Doctor. And uh, beyond beyond that, I've sent for a uh, messenger of sorts to uh, relay a message to Miss Mitzi that I would very much like her input on our current situation. Uh, hopefully, she will be back in touch with me within the next uh, evening or so. Evelyn shoots Simona a look like, great, 
the ghoul's going to talk to mommy. This is, this may be bad. <laughs> Technically my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> like, Evelyn just shoots her a look like, um. <laughs> oh, doctor, if you do have a chance to speak to Miss Mitzi, please let her know due to a seven and a half foot meat man destroying my workstation. Ah. Uh, Plans are going to be slightly delayed for the party, but I do have everything in my notebook, and I'll tap my head. Oh, quite excellent. Yes, I completely slipped my mind that you were uh, going to be doing some of the art installations at this uh, farewell party, but I will let Miss Missy know. Much obliged. Is no one else going to question why Tevi was searching for Rosamond? Did he showed up to your place of employ? Yes, under the uh, pretenses, or possibly not pretenses, the poor lad was definitely afflicted by something of uh, having me inspect a, a, a charge of his uh, from the local, I believe he said one of the local orphanages. Uh, poor boy was dead to the world. No, no external stimuli, did not respond when spoken to, and... Uh, seems to be conducting a bit of electricity. I tried to place a silver coin in his hand as a reward for being such a good boy, and, well, it flung right out by some reverse magnetic polarity or something or another. Electricity? My eyes, my eyes just widen. Storyteller, um, I have a three in a cult. Can I, make, can I make a roll for that? Would I know anything? A cult plus wits. I also have a cult. Am I allowed to make a roll for that as well, or? Yeah. Cool. Uh... With everything going on, I'm, I'm using wits because you're trying to process so much information right now about the, the political angle of, is, is this really relevant? Would you pick up on the, the whole process of it? But yeah, that's that's fine. Either sure. Wits and cult. Um, Three successes, one of them critical. I got, I got okay. two successes, one of them critical. The two of you, um, it is a four. The ones that made at least two successes, I think both of you yes. did, right? Um, Simona, you had two. So it definitely seems to be something uh, along the lines of Tevi's own type of magic. Um, manipulation of elements. Something um, you've heard that there are people who uh, can generate through ley lines uh, a certain amount of charge, a certain amount of energy that can surge. Uh, you've never seen it done yourselves. Uh, your knowledge of the occult is, is very textbook, but you've you know you have witnessed some things. But it's it's a human condition, and it would be something probably following in the mage category. Okay, um, I would relay my opinion then, and just say like it sounds like Tevi brought another mage to you to look at someone of his kind. And he has the ability to fire coins? No, conduct yes, electricity, elemental manipulation. Good lord. Not that he fired it, so much as if you take, uh, and then I explained the thing where if like, you take two pieces of metal and rub them, they'll like kind of push each other away. Doctor, yes. you continue to fascinate me more every day. You, sir, are a rare gem. The, the bromance <laughs> is real. I probably explained that terribly wrong, but it is a real thing that you can do as like a grade school science experiment. Yep. 
Okay, uh, Evelyn, anything else for this part of it? Um, no, but she's logging in her mind that, oh, look, a young mage boy that Tevi seems to have taken under his proverbial stupid wing. A nice way to... That was warned about uh, with Ashenbrenner in, in episode two when he said that yes. certain children were collected. Yeah, he harbored uh, and brought powers. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is definitely a Tevi type, Tevi type situation. So after hearing that, um, yeah, um, I feel as if Tevi maybe should be killed. I'm just going to kind of hold my hands up as kind of like a. Eh? Eh? I have no problem with it. No objections. That's one. That that would make it quite a bit easier for me to conduct proper experiments on young Alistair, or patient number 3725, as he'll be known henceforth. That's two. He was rude to me. He can perish for all I care. That's three. As much as the world doesn't need one more fucking mage in it. Um, (laughs) darling, I only like you when you benefit me. It's a fact. I, I've said it. I detest what you can do. Your your powers abhor me. Anyway, I'm used to it. I'm still holding up four fingers, just wiggling them, <laughs> just looking at Evelyn with my eyebrows raised. As much as I would love to collect his skull and use it for many a purpose, um. Perhaps this is not our call to make, and what if he's playing a much larger part in the goings-on than we think, and eliminating him on some sort of whim because we just dislike him would cause more harm than good? At the moment, we are eternal creatures. We don't need to kill him today. Please don't understand, Ms. Wolf. I I don't dislike the man. I loathe him. I loathe him with the burning hatred bring of up a thousand a sons. Point, though. We, we do have one already uh, large task that I am afraid to say we are currently failing in. We are exactly. really no closer to finding uh, this Bartholomew than we were several nights ago. Good doctor. We have made no progress on that. We've been entirely selfish, and quite personally, um, my business has been neglected terribly. So I propose that why don't we... Uh, discuss uh, how whereabouts to find Bartholomew. If anyone else has anything they'd like to bring to the table, please do so now. Um, tomorrow, we will not be meeting. Um, Actually, Miss Wolf, we will be. No, we will not. I still need to discuss the matter of transportation with you, as according to my prince's decree, because meanwhile, during this whole rigmarole, I have also neglected my duty in your business. Then we will see to that business at the end of the evening, and I will be the most obliging. Tomorrow, I will not meet with anyone. So tabling Tevi for now, that's what I'm hearing. We're tabling yes. Tevi. Putting him on a table is something we will do later. Excellent. <laughs> uh, word play. We're going to call We're gonna call it here. Um, we're running into a, a time issue, but that, that's been, it's been a phenomenal night. Um, we're going to leave it with tabling Tevi as our final words for the evening. I think that's an interesting place to put it. <laughs> when we pick up next time, the group will probably be spilling up again into multiple factions. The doctor is waiting for an answer to his goose. Uh, Rosamond now know that there's a human mage that's interested in finding out the location of the Tremere Chantry, which is terribly 
disconcerting. I mean, then Simona and Ashenbrenner are uh, kind of coming to some sort of a situation. Killing Tevi would definitely weaken Elijah. So that's something to think about as well. But it would long term, would it affect Kiernan and his control of the city? And last but not least, Evelyn's got a, a very, very important guest that's about to pop through the door. So all that for you at home, all that for our players. There's still got a lot to go on, but it's getting it's getting more and more intense. And I love the, the, the RP tonight, guys. You were phenomenal. It was absolutely a great session, I think. And it's going to come off amazing when our, hopefully our listeners enjoy it. So from all of us here at the Bardic College, I want to say, players, thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Thank Good you night, so everybody. Fun. This was so fun. Thank you. Good night, guys. I have an ulcer now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's it there. That's it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hellfire Nights. You can like, share, and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. To help support our network of real play adventure shows, please visit us at patreon.com forward slash the Bardic College. And for as little as $3 a month, you can get access to behind the scenes reels interviews with players and storytellers, and exclusive adventures featuring your favorite characters from our shows.